all starts in your mind. In your mind. Learn from brilliant minds around the world to turn your life into a magical experience and become an epic creator. Transforming from professional magician to filmmaker and entrepreneur. Here's your host, Jennifer S. Royal. Hi, this is Jennifer and welcome to Pure Mind Magic. I'm super thrilled to have back my business coach Tara from Australia. And I have to say she really changed my life for the better. It's amazing how much this pays out when you have your own business coach. Tara is a self-made millionaire bringing in eight figures a year running two companies successfully. She's incredible when it comes to online marketing, changing your mindset and starting a business as well as growing a business. I'm always amazed how she can handle to run two companies at the same time and get all of this into one day still being productive, working with her employees and even helping especially female entrepreneurs worldwide to start their business, scale it to 10k a month and eventually bringing in seven figures or more. She's pure inspiration and I called her the queen of awesomeness. So here she is again for you, Tara from Australia. Hi Tara, welcome back to the show. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you and how are things in Australia right now? It is good. It's nice and sunny here. It's the summer, so it's very hot and spending lots of time at the beach, so cannot complain. Mm, too bad. So we are in the middle of winter in Germany with snow and it's super freezing outside and very dark, <laughs> so quite the opposite. But I mean, of course, you are on the other end of the world. So, Tara, I'm so happy to have you back. So, uh, everyone listening, you know probably that Tara is my business coach and helped me transform my life on many levels and really in a deep way. So, I couldn't wait to bring her back and ask her more questions until now the start of the new year. So, Tara, when there's a new year starting, everyone has this great ideas in mind what they're gonna do, but then very soon energy seems to fade and people lose track and can't make it happen so what are your best tips on setting goals for your business personal goals and really make it happen so i think i think they say people stop their new new year's resolutions after about i think it's like about 21 days so normally what i do to kind of counter that is i break my goals and resolutions into monthly goals as well And so I kind of have one big overarching goal for the whole year and I reverse engineer that down to months. And so then every month I'm going to achieve this new goal, which is going to then create a picture of my entire year's goals. And I find that that keeps me on track because it's just the one month goal. It's not the whole like, I'm going to lose 100 kilos in a week. It's just much smaller where it could be like, I'm going to launch my business or I'm going to add in a new product line or I'm going to update my website. And so it's a much more smaller, manageable goal. I find that works for me. That is really a good point. And I think we talked about this before starting the interview that at the moment it's really tough everything you have to deal with because at the time of recording we are still in an international pandemic 
So what are your best mental hacks to stay on track and to deal with being alone, being in isolation, not being allowed to meet other people? So what is the best to really stay focused, positive and motivated? I find that um, so for us when we were in lockdown, we were allowed one hour uh, sorry one hour outdoor exercise a day, and so I make sure I do that. Even though I'm generally not somebody who exercises every day, as soon as there's a lockdown situation, I make sure I leave my house for that hour because it's just the outdoors, the freshness. Um, often I will phone a friend while I'm on that walk, so it feels a little bit like I'm doing a walk with my friend. Or I um, take in a lot of podcasts because I find that when you're listening to people talking, it feels like they're in the room with you. So you don't feel as alone and as isolated. So I think podcasts are really great for that when you're in the house. Hmm. That is, again, a really interesting trick you are using there like a mind trick <laughs> and uh, <That's> it. <laughs> yeah, talking about podcasts tara you also have your own podcast resting boss face i will link that in the show notes as well and you have a lot of very interesting things there and i think it was not in your podcast but in one of your newsletters where you talked about affirmations and i think this goes into the same direction like staying positive and starting the day positive so not long ago i came across a quote from louise hay where she said that how you start your day is how you live your day and how you live your days is how you live your life so i think there's a lot of truth to it so maybe you can talk us through how you do affirmations even as a multi-millionaire and why they are so powerful so my story of affirmations is quite interesting because, um, and I've spoken to you personally about this before, I've got a very like logical brain. So I, to begin with, found affirmations very woo-woo, like it was not my personality at all. I just thought they were ridiculous. And it's always, you know, when you see in the movies, people looking in mirrors and saying words to themselves. And I just thought, you guys are insane. I'm not doing that. And so for years and years, I did resist it. But then um, something happened, I forget what it was, but something happened and I started implementing affirmations. I think it was when I was exercising, maybe I was gonna, I decided I was going to run um, like a 10K race or something, something ridiculous. And so I would do affirmations when I was running because I'm notoriously unfair, as I've mentioned. And I just did really easy ones and I found that, and it was, I think I was, used to say I am strong I'm smart I am kind something like that and the strong was about the fitness because it wasn't about getting skinny it was just about getting stronger in my mind and my body and so I just repeated that when I was running to myself and to begin with I just thought I really I thought it was still ridiculous but after a while I did get into this routine of doing it and I found that it did really help change my mind and so for me, I normally have an affirmation every day that I do, and I do it when I'm walking on the beach in the morning or like if I'm having a stressful meeting, I kind of just look at it. And so I post them daily on my Instagram stories because I just think having that 30 seconds where you're just saying something positive can really rewire your brain to that more positive mindset and therefore it can lift your day. 
It takes a while, though, to get used to it. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it shows that even people like you that are more analytical and really love numbers can do it, and it can has the, an effect when you just stick to it and make a habit out of it. Yeah, definitely, 100%. And honestly, I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, but it, it really does work. And it's kind of like when you wake up, you make your bed that theory as well it's just those little habits that you can create do really create a really positive day yeah that really helps to get on the right track and mm -hmm. we also talked about the problems in economies that are happening right now so people are losing their jobs or there's a, a big amount of uncertainty out there and maybe this can be a chance as well to start a business and uh, you are a business and mindset coach and there is a new program coming up the business from scratch launch you are having can you give us some insights on that so what i will tell you is my very first business i actually started in the recession in 2013 And I started that at a time when everybody said to not start a business, keep your job, stay safe, um, pay the bills, basically do what everybody else does. But for me, and I think it's happening globally with a great resignation, for me, it was actually an opportunity to reassess what was important to me and how I wanted to spend my day. I felt like going to work in a corporate, it wasn't who I was as a person. And so I've mentioned how I felt like a corporate zombie, basically. I'd be walking down the street with everybody else in their gray suits, uh, walking to my office to sit at my desk to have my coffee. And it was just this very groundhog day, gray, dreary life that I didn't move to Australia for. And so I, with the recession and that uncertainty, I actually use that to kind of motivate me because if my big top tier global company can suffer financially, then nothing is safe. It's a story we tell ourselves that a job is safe. And so I may as well spend my energy creating something that I love and that I want to do day in and day out and that was going to reward me. So that was how I started my first business and that grew, we ended up doing a million dollars within the first year, which was never my goal, but it grew really quickly again, even though it was a recession, because regardless of what uncertainty there is in the world, if you have a service that people need, you're, you will be successful. And it can sometimes be that maybe your price point isn't quite accurate or maybe your messaging isn't quite accurate, but don't let things like a pandemic or a recession, don't let that stop you from achieving your goals. Um, I always say use it as a time to really assess where you're at in life and where your goals are. And so my first business I started in 2013, after a few years, that was when people then started asking me for kind of coaching help. And then what I've now done is create this course, which is It's an online self-paced course, but I normally suggest doing it in about six weeks called Business from Scratch. And it goes through how you can launch your business from scratch, whether it be um, doing your market research for whether there's a service or product wanted in the market, price points. It goes through your branding, working out your colors. It helps you position yourself in the market so 
that you can be an expert or your product is really needed. So it really covers the whole kind of arc of starting your business from scratch um, just in one course. That's amazing. And I know Tara, so everything is straight to the point. There's no fluff <laughs> around. So it's just pure strategies, numbers, and really things that are working. So I can tell this from experience. And also as a side note here, in case you want to listen to the whole story of Tara, how everything started out, her eight-figure businesses, you can listen to Pure Mind Magic episode 151 you will find the whole story here. So back to business in this episode, Tara, let's talk a little bit about social media marketing. I know you are the expert here and this is still my weakness. So what role does social media play when you are about to start a business or even grow a business? First of all, I wouldn't say I was an expert, <laughs> but I do know how to use it. Um, Honestly, social media is great for brand awareness and building relationships with customers. And that's really your starting point, especially if you're starting a business with no money, because then you can actually start connecting with your ideal customer, building relationships, and you can launch your business with only a small following like it, you don't have to be building out a website you don't have to be doing all of the things and so being able to leverage social media can get you in front of the right clients and the right people very early on so, so you would say awesome. <laughs> yeah that uh, it's it's a good idea to focus on that like growing on this so what would you say is in the best platform to start out for someone who's starting a business it really depends on the age and the demographic of your ideal customer tiktok is great for the younger generation and it's exceptional for product-based businesses for the younger generation instagram is more your kind of 35 to 50 year olds and then basically above 50 is facebook <laughs> <laughs> But Instagram is a good one, is the most common, commonly used platform at this stage for business. Good to know. So I will link Tara's Instagram as well for you in the show notes. So you can have a look at this as well, because she's very good with all branding colors, right? <laughs> I, I see branding. I would say I'm an expert in branding. <laughs> Nice. So you're an expert in branding. Yeah. I know you yeah. like this topic and you have like this continuity in everything you do. So what would you say, how important is branding for a business? I know many people are like overwhelmed with this topic when they are just starting out because they have so much on their plate, but when is the right time to look into branding and to really shape that? I think branding should be done before you're launching a product if you're in early stage business because this is the identity and what's going to make you memorable and make you stand out from any of your competition because there will always be competition. And so if you can get your branding finessed as soon as possible, that's great. On the flip side of that, I would say don't get too hung up on it because in one year or two years, you're probably going to change it anyway. So get your branding to a position that you're comfortable with so you can launch. Very good point. And I guess that the branding topic is also in your business from scratch 
course. It definitely is. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Great. So we have this covered. And let's talk a little bit about the next stage. So I know there are people in the audience who have already a business or started it. What mm -hmm. is the next level then to expand and grow a business that is already working? So like bringing it to the next level. I normally say to bring in coaches, like coaches or mentors, start hiring help and ideally find somebody who does something that you are doing, but they are a few steps ahead of you. So if you can find a coach that has done what you've done, they are, and you connect with them, that's the most important thing. Because if you are going to be speaking to people or speaking to somebody a lot, you do need to be able to connect with them. So find somebody that has done what you've done. And whether that be listening to podcasts for free or whether it's signing up for a one-on-one -on -one coaching with somebody like myself, find somebody who you aspire to be because I can almost guarantee most people are willing to help. That is so true. And it really makes a big change. So before I started working with you, I was also in all the online courses and it's great to gain a skill set and insights, but it's really different when you can ask someone personal on specific questions, get an answer. And I also think that online courses and uh, podcasts are great yeah, for, for skills, but when it comes to real personal transformation, only a one-on-one -on -one coach can do that with you. It is. Normally you can really get to the crux of a problem when you've got a coach because when you are looking online often the solutions would be more vague and not necessarily tailored to what you're going through so if getting a coach helps you grow faster basically it's like when you get a personal trainer in the gym you could go to the gym every day and you might be fine but you'll just be plodding along but it's not until you get a personal trainer that you kind of build that muscle mass, you can transform your body, you finesse your meal plan. And so it's, it's people don't really think about it like that when it comes to business, but they should. Mm, yeah, that is a nice analogy there makes absolute sense. And uh, talking about fitness. So, you know, with fitness, <laughs> when you're building muscles and all of that, it's really often when you do the same thing over and over, your body gets used to it and you hit a plateau. And I noticed same thing happens in business. So what are your strategies when you hit a plateau where nothing seems to move really anywhere? Normally take a break. And so with business, I think if you take a break, even if it's just a weekend where you're not looking at your business, you're taking on external input. So being open to what's happening in the world, happening in other businesses, I often find that once you take a break, it can give you more clarity on things that you're stuck on or ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> brings us back to the coach and mentor exactly yeah. <laughs> full circle all right but you are right so that makes really sense and i think it's even better when you are able to change the environment where there are no triggers around the business 100 percent. i like i think taking a break people do not understand how good it is to take a break because often people think when they're stuck they need to work harder they need to be doing longer hours but often you just need to step away and 
just give yourself that time to be free and your energy, it will come back. Yeah, that is a really valuable advice here. Absolutely, Tara. So we talked about this growing the business. And my next question is about you run two businesses at the same time that are really successful. And there's always this question with focus and energy. So how do you personally handle like running two businesses at the same time? I have a schedule. I schedule everything. I was actually just talking to my friend. I even put in my calendar um, when my groceries get delivered or when my cleaners coming. Everything goes into my diary. If it's not in my diary, it literally doesn't happen. Even walking my dog is in my diary. <laughs> wow, you're um, incredible. Yeah, well, I, honestly, if it's not in my diary, it does not happen. I will not turn up to the event. I will not do the thing that you wanted me to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my second thing is as well is to batch. So I do, I batch my tasks. So I do a lot of the same tasks at the same time. So I would, and I would focus on like marketing on Mondays. And so then it's just a creative energy. I'm not zipping through tasks. That makes sense. So how do you do the scheduling? So it sounds like this is another superpower of you, the scheduling. And I think it's also a habit of like doing that and learning how to do that right. So what tools do you use? Is this all digital or do you like to write things down or do you do a mix of it? How is your approach? I'm entirely paperless. Um, uh, everything's on my phone and It's, I would die without my phone, which is awful. But and now I'm at the point as well where my house is so synced up to my phone that I just changed my phone recently in the last week and it's causing me such a nightmare because even things like my air conditioner, it's wired to my phone and I have like a RoboVac that when I leave, my vacuum goes on. And so that's all location dependent. So I have everything digitally. And the way I create my schedule is two things. The first thing I do is literally write down a, t a list of every single task that I have to do ever. And then I work through those tasks and try and batch them out into similar tasks. So, for example, it's not it wouldn't be as vague as like posting on social media. It would be creating the content, creating the pictures, researching the themes, um, writing the captions, scheduling it on Planoly. And so I then break those tasks down into all of the different tasks into an order and then put them into my calendar. And that as well allows me to allocate the appropriate amount of time, which A, makes sure I have the time in my schedule and B, keeps me on track when I'm doing the task and it stops me from procrastinating because I know that let's just say in three hours, I have another thing that I need to be doing or going to. Um, so this is the time for that. Yeah, very smart. So I got this in a productivity course lately where they also had this idea of like estimating the time you would need for the task. And I think this was my mistake always because I've put like 16 hours of work into eight hours or so. And I think <laughs> this is very smart to really think how long something will take you to get this done. So do you use like normal the Google Calendar or is there any app you can recommend to get this much of things into one schedule? 
Um, I mostly use Google Calendar, but I have Asana as well for my team. So then that's where we can break down the tasks that are needed. Let's just say for social media. So it'll be creating the content on uh, on Canva. So, but predominantly I just use Google Calendar. Hmm. Amazing. I mean, it's a free software and it seems to be so powerful to get your whole life in order with uh, all the two businesses. Exactly. (laughs) Great. So you mentioned the word team. I have a question for you on that as well. But before I ask it, so let's get back to the focus thing. So I think that it's tough to make the decision whether you put all your eggs in one basket, I think they say, or you're you're building two businesses at the same time. And here's again, the energy question. So Mm -hmm. what would you say is the better option, like dividing your energy and building two businesses to like have more security when one is not performing that well, or really going all in and build one business up from scratch, probably using your online course, and then building the next business when this is business is already doing well. I definitely say build one business at a time. I think it's impossible. I'm sure it's not impossible, but I think it's very difficult to have enough energy to sustain two businesses, to be creative in two different parts of business. I didn't start my second business until officially until maybe three or four years after my first business. And I like I just don't think it's possible to be able to manage that energy, especially if it's your first ever business. I think if you've got history or experience in business, you might be able to do two. But if it's your first ever business, just focus on one, get that business running successfully, get it to a point where it doesn't need as much as your time as it used to, or you can start hiring people and then you can then start using your zone of genius to then start a new business. Perfect advice here as well, of course, on uh, what to do with the businesses. Yeah, tough question. So coming back to teams and what I meant. So I think it's a good idea at one point in your business to start having a team and outsource things so that not everything is on your shoulders. So Mm -hmm. there are yeah, many positions in a team you can have, but what would you say is the first person you should get when you are building a team? The first person you should hire is for the job that you hate doing the most, but still moves the needle. (laughs) Because I just don't think it's necessary that we all keep doing things we hate, especially in business. We've like, you decide to build your or start your own business to be living your dream life, not to just become a slave to your business. So as soon as you have the financial capacity to hire somebody, hire them to do the bits you hate. And so you basically want to be growing your business so you stay focused on your zone of genius. And it gets to a point that that's all you're doing is the thing that you are great at. Yeah, amazing. Makes so much sense. So you would say it's not necessary an, a virtual at- assistant. It could be, but it co- could also be like accounting or a cleaner or whatever it is that people hate doing. Yes, 100%. And it doesn't have to be business related. 
Because with virtual assistants, there is software that you can automate. So, for example, when we booked this call, there was a whole, there's a scheduling app that you choose a time that suits. It's all automatic. You didn't, I didn't need a virtual assistant for that and you didn't need someone to speak to. It was very straightforward. But one of my like personal hires was a cleaner because it would take me not a huge amount of time, but let's just say about three hours a week to clean. And that is three hours I could spend growing my business and therefore it's cheaper for me to hire a cleaner then I can focus my energy on my business because I would much prefer to grow my business than I would to clean my house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course, that makes sense. So any other positions you would recommend or can speak from your own experience that really helped you to break free, grow your business and free up more time for you? I would say, I mean, definitely an accountant. If you can get a really... Uh, a really kind of entrepreneurial spirited accountant that is much better because they will help you with cash flow and forecasts things like that so if you can find kind of entrepreneurial accountant which isn't always the case because it's again it's a very different mindset but hiring an accountant will help you make the right decisions and also let you know when it is time to grow and when you can afford it or when you can afford to take the risk of maybe you're not getting paid so much but it would be worth it for you to let's just say hire a VA because that means you're going to have more time to do the paid work and the VA can do the backward and forward emails for example So it really just does depend on your business and your skill set. Okay, yeah, that makes definitely sense. And I also know, Tara, that you are a big fan of systems and having systems in place. So can you share here some insights on what really helps entrepreneurs and people that are about to start a business to just steer in the right direction? So probably if you've got a product-based business, having the Shopify website over any other website platform, that is going to help you immensely because they have, um, I think they're called add-ons that can really help you manage your business and grow it. And it's much easier to use than what used to happen, which is creating a custom shopping website from WordPress. So that is a great system for any product-based business. For a service-based business, I really like Squarespace to create websites. They also have um, a Squarespace calendar. So that's the calendar I use to book this interview, for example. And you can use that then to create a booking platform for your services. Again, very low cost, very easy to use. And so you can pretty much get up and running from a system perspective within a weekend. Hmm, that's great. That's really a, a great base and starting point here. So let's talk one more time about your business from scratch course. So you said it's a six week course and people can take that slowly. So would you say that it really helps like getting the course and then start the business along so that you have this guidance and like here also a system to really make it work and using the course as kind of a accountability partner to really get things done? Yeah, basically it will um, walk you through how to start your business. And so you run it alongside because 
each of the modules, which is the six big main modules, and that's why I say if you do one module a week, it's achievable. Um, but each of the modules will walk you through so you can grow and start your business. So the first module is about business validation. So that's, again, making sure that there's a need for your product or service, that um, who your ideal customer is, so you know how to speak to them. The second module is branding, and we've obviously discussed that. The third module is about your pricing, your product or service, and creating the profit margin calculator, because a lot of people go into business and they don't ever quite include the right tools. So sometimes they can build a business that's successful but not profitable. Um, the fourth module is about sales. So it'll be things like creating a wait list, um, growing your email list, setting up sales funnels. So again, like you start systemizing before you've launched and so you don't need so many staff members. It also even goes through things like how to take payments because some people, obviously, when you're starting a business, they don't know that. The fifth module um, is social media, and then the sixth is about scaling. So how to get PR, what kind of email opt-ins you can do, um, reducing abandoned carts for your product-based business, upsells, testimonials. All. So it really can cover you really starting and growing your business from scratch. <laughs> Wow, there's really everything in this course. So much content. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, a lot of learning that you brought again here straight to the point. And I think, yeah, it's it's really important lessons. I mean, it's covered everything with the, the branding and social media and also how to grow the business. And you're right when people don't know how to take payments. So I think this is a, a very important point to keep the business alive. And yeah. <laughs> maybe what is a good point in this is like, I really like the idea of value-based pricing. And I think not so yeah. many people understand it so far. So I talked to another film producer the other day and he was really asking me, what do you mean by value-based pricing? And I thought, hmm, interesting. So he doesn't know that it's only like by the hour, what is the classic, but what would you say How does value-based pricing work and how do you start it? So for me, value-based pricing is all about the transformation you're offering. Um, and so, say in the business coaching world, there's a difference in price between courses and one-on-one -on -one coaching. And that's because often, it doesn't matter how good your course is, you're always going to get more value actually speaking directly to the coach. And so I could obviously put as much information as I can in the course, but if you have that one question that you cannot find the answer to, the value and the transformation you're going to get from a business coach is going to just be much greater than a course. And I, and I've spoken to you about this before, it's actually if you focus on what value you're offering, the time that you're saving your customer, it's an easier sell as well because you're not just selling the features. It's more about come and work with me because I'm two steps ahead of you and you're going to get there faster. Yeah, that was perfect explanation you gave there. 
Awesome. So I think we have covered it all in this episode. And again, the whole story is in episode 151 with Tara. So this is about all about starting your business. And maybe now this new year is a new chance to go into a new direction and really make it happen and bring this idea out of your mind into the world. And I'm sure there are people out there waiting for your service or your product. So take the chance and have a look at the business from scratch online course from Tara six weeks where you go directly to the fast lane like me and book Tara for a one-on-one -on -one coaching. The information will also be in the show notes. So Tara, any great inspirational advice you have for the audience before we leave them today into another business day? Probably my inspirational advice is a quote that I'm gonna mess up from somebody somewhere but it is that there is greatness inside of you if you think that you want to do something that thought is in you for a reason and I think we're trained in society to follow the process of go to school go to uni get a job have a family live happily ever after but if you have that desire Even if it's just in the back of your mind, that idea that you think, I wonder if I could do this, you definitely can. You definitely can. That idea was put in you for a reason, and it's up to you to kind of follow that idea and bring the greatness out of you. 